You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Nerds! Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to expand your financial game? NerdWallet can coach you on smart strategies like choosing investments, finding your next credit card, and setting a budget that works for you. Score major points towards your summer vacation by learning expert tips for choosing a high-yield savings account and how to build wealth by investing in index funds. Slide into summer with smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. For, for, all, things, for, for all things KC, for everything Chiefs, it's always, it's always game day in Kansas City. Now, here's your host, Kayla Kinnearum and Cody Tapp. Welcome to It's Always Game Day in Kansas City. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcast. Welcome back. I am your host, Kayla Canaram. Joining me, as always, is my co-host, Cody Tapp, and our producer, Nick Schwartz. Back from Europe. Guys, gang's back together. How fun. Whole, whole crew. Feels good. Past the holidays. Nick's back from Europe. Uh, you know, we didn't feel like recording an episode on Christmas Eve because we're not monsters and I have right. kids. <laughs> but it feels it, it's nice. It's nice to see all your faces again. It's good to be back, guys. I, I missed you. I missed you guys. And it feel everything feels right in the world once again. Now that the crew is back <laughs> together. Love it. Do we get a quick little Europe recap or no? Do we have time? Yeah. Uh, you know, I'll give you I'll give you the, the rundown. Um, the food trucks are great. They have a great invention with uh, their hot dog buns, like right. Bratwurst and sausages and stuff. Instead of splitting the bun open, they just take a full roll and they shove it on like this metal rod. Right. And it just sticks a hole right into the bun and they just shove the the sausage in there and they put the sausage sauces on the inside. And the guy said, it's so you don't get sauces everywhere. And I said, dude, for a country in America that loves hot dogs and bratwurst and Polish sausage. Like, how has that such a simple advent not made it <laughs> to America yet? Like, I, I there's a million dollar idea just sitting there waiting on the table for us. So that's Nick, my, get that's on my, it. That's my that's my European <laughs> recap for you guys. Your biggest takeaway from Europe. Love that. Um, the street food was incredible. Okay. <laughs> Like I would, I would, I would not eat that much at dinner and lunch so that I could save room. Cause we were at, we went to these Christmas markets. We went to about 15 of them and they have little trinkets and toys and glue vine, which is just like red wine with cinnamon in it. And they, you drink it hot, like tea. It's amazing. You just walk around and drink that. But I mean, the real takeaway was that they have amazing street food. Cody, I tried goulash. It's something completely different over there and it's awesome. It's, just, it's much better. Yeah, it's just like braised beef shoulder. And I tried horse. <gasps> oh, well. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. I oh, hope yeah. PETA's not listening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're boycotting this podcast. Disregard all the pigs that I talked about eating over there and the beef. <laughs> the horse. It was no not horse. I won't be going back for seconds. I'll tell you that. Ew. Okay, good. <laughs> well, lovely recap. Thanks for that. We have. America really needs to get on this hot dog thing. Yeah. Yeah, immediately. Seems much more efficient. All right. Speaking of efficient, guys, how about that segue? We didn't get to talk about that Seattle win. So let's give our quick impressions of that game on Saturday. Big win for the Chiefs at home. 
Well, I mean, I was kind of bored. So uh, we could start there. That game was not like glued to your television. Can't miss. Must watch action all game. But for mostly what we ask for out of any great team is, can you make me feel like there is no chance you will ever lose this game? To me, that's what blowouts are, right? There is no way you and in, in hell that you are ever losing this game. That game was that. There was never a point. Not a moment, not a quarter, not a half, not a moment late. The entire time that game was on, you're like, well, we might as well just wait till the fourth quarter kicks away because this game is over. Like, it's just done. Mahomes was efficient enough. The defensive line was dominant. And you're like, all right, Gino's got nothing going on. They can't take advantage of any of the other circumstances. And Patrick Mahomes looks like he feels like he might just be on one here and there. So good. We don't have to worry about any of this. It didn't come down to any difficult decisions or missed kicks or or fumbles or mistakes. They went through a turnover-free game in which they won easily. That that felt good to me. It's been a while since we've seen one of those. I mean, if you want to just go back week by week, right? The Texans, we know how that game went. The Broncos, where you built a big lead, let them back in it. You lose to the Bengals. Even the Rams game, the final score was 16. But we talked afterwards where you said... Final score maybe wasn't indicative. You never felt like the Rams had a chance, but they were keeping it just close enough to where you couldn't like turn the TV off and go do something else. Yeah. The Jaguars kind of was the same way. The Titans, Malik Willis having a shot late in that game to lead a game-winning drive. You have to go all the way back to that Niners game two months ago to where you just felt like, and that game was close until the fourth quarter and the Chiefs put it away with some big defensive possessions. So it's been a while. And I know that we don't give away style points. Last year, we sort of rolled our eyes at the pundits who said, well, the Chiefs are winning, but they're not winning by enough. Meanwhile, other teams were losing, but the Chiefs were the ones getting headlines. So that's the the position that you put yourself in when you're the Chiefs and you're the team to beat and you have the target on your back. His expectations are heightened, maybe sometimes to an extent that are unrealistic, right? There's a, there's a threshold or a bar that you can never meet. This was one of those games against a team that isn't a great team. They're not a Super Bowl contending team, but they're a playoff caliber team that you put away and you dispatched quite easily. It doesn't really mean anything in the long run. It's just nice to see it. It's nice to have one of those games where nobody really has anything to say about your team and the way that you kind of put away another decent team. No, it just felt like easy pickings. Like, eh, we'll just go through this win. We'll do it. And you still got like the moments, right? Like you still saw... Mahomes essentially do a one-handed push-up touchdown on the sideline. Like it still came with some some style points. And it's what you thought. It was so cold. The only complaint you'd come out of that game would be like, hey, got gotta cut down on the drops. Okay, well, it was like zero. Less than zero. Okay, so a bunch of wide receivers dropped dropped a bunch of passes because it was miserably cold. All right, so what? That's it. That'd be the only real complaint coming out of the game. They didn't like pass too much to run. They didn't just like lose sight of things. They weren't, you know, it didn't matter because it just felt like when you're when you're that arm's length, you feel good. I will say this, the the holding down. I know that the Seahawks have been on a just a a miserable trajectory. But if you look at like their like efficiency, this is still the, the Geno Smith's and the team's worst performance of the year. So as much as it was, it felt like they were just already kind of like leaning into it and feeling that way. They kept a struggling Seahawks team down. Remember how like going into the Denver game, we're like, well, this is the worst offense in the NFL and they're playing terribly. And then they let them kind of look good for a minute. You're like, really? 
That's the worst offense in the NFL. At least with Seattle, it's like, well, they're struggling. You made them look like a team that was struggling. Like they were struggling and you kept, you held them down. That, that to me matters a little bit. Keeping teams where they belong. Like if you got a hot team and they play close against you, so what? Like they're playing their best football right now. That's how it felt like against the Texans. But when the Broncos are playing terrible football and we saw what happened to them again this week with their head coach getting fired and everything else, just getting absolutely curb stomped by Baker Mayfield. Like it's, it's easy to like fall into like bad team makes you look good, but it felt good to to make Seattle look bad. I'll be honest. I was kind of in transit as this game was starting. And then my, my brother and I landed uh, 15 minutes apart. My bag made it from LA. His bag did not make it from Atlanta. So we had to <clears throat> stay at the airport, figure that whole thing out. By the time I got home, it's the second half, but there wasn't one point of that game where I was worried. And I think that's all we've been asking for the last few weeks is just to have a game with a comfortable lead. Keep it that way. Merry Christmas to all and to all. Good night. I, I was very happy with that win. <laughs> you know why we ask for those games? Like the, because it's sometimes you do, you do a little inventory and say, why do we care so much about having these blowout games where it doesn't matter where you're not nervous? It's because you can't expect them in the playoffs. So it's nice to have them now to, to, yeah visibly separate yourself from the teams that don't matter. And the Seahawks aren't quite that, right? They're not the Broncos. They're not the Texans or the Rams, the teams that are absolutely out of the picture, don't even have to discuss them. But they're in that next tier. They're in the teams that don't matter, at least as it pertains to winning a conference championship or going to the, or winning a Super Bowl, right? It's, it's, it's nice to see the visible separation between yourself and the pretenders. And so often in a long NFL season, you don't get many examples of that because it's tough to carry yeah. that mentality week in and week out. And then on top of that, execute, right? You can have that mentality and then just have a bad day at the office, right? A few miscues here, bad strategy, boom, all of a sudden now you're in a tight game against a bad team. We saw it two weeks ago against the Texans. Whereas the next week, it was a team that is decent, not quite on your level, and you made it visibly obvious how how different how 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 much of a gulf there is in between your franchise and their franchise and if it does anything it just provides a little peace of mind and a reminder of the haves and the have-nots that that exist in the nfl it also gave me my new twitter header picture it used to be the one of mahomes throwing the what is that horizontal throw in the super oh. bowl and now it is him one-handed with his the ball touching the pylon. Well, now you now your Twitter header is a is a play that actually counted. So exactly in a game that we actually won. So yeah. also, That's how exciting. many times is Patrick Mahomes doing inhuman things horizontal <laughs> to the ground, like perpendicular? It's always just like perfectly even, and you're like, I don't know how you're doing that so much. Even his trainer, a guy who does nothing but marvel at the fact that Mahomes is a physical freak, is like, by the way, there's no amount of like drills I can make you do that can make you do that. That's just like. He did that. I don't, I don't have to tell you. We didn't like work on that. He just did it. And then in the, uh, if you didn't see the NFL film thing is great. Cause he's like, someone's like, Hey man, that boy, Gino, I think is faster. And he's like, yeah, but he's like, not when I, he's like, when I'm running scared, he's like, they should have just had someone chase me in my 40. I had to run a four, four. It's like when, it's like when they're chasing him is when Mahomes is at his fastest, right? When he has to get to the edge is when you never get him. The dazzle razzle dazzle on Mahomes will never disappoint. Um, something else that isn't didn't disappoint on Saturday, guys. The defense 
had their best game in a long time. Are we going to buy back in right away or are we still a little hesitant? Well, I mean, we did kind of promise ourselves that they were going to have to do something either for the final three weeks or in the postseason to really believe the defense could do it again. But I'll say this about what we saw on Sunday is when Chris Jones is great, they're great. Like, you don't need any other caveat. Like, as silly as that is, is I don't care how the corners are playing or Michael Dana or if they're not doing a good job on third down, their defense revolves around a singular player, maybe more than any other defense in the NFL, because that was their best defensive performance in two months, maybe longer. Like, that's as good as they've played in a very long time. Oh, and it just so happened to be one of the more dominant games of the season for their best defensive player. That doesn't seem like an accident. The only area in which of the game that they were getting picked on a little bit was the run. But that's because Kansas City had such a commanding lead at that point. They were just conceding it because eventually Seattle would screw up. Seattle needed multiple fourth down tries, right? Because it could never get it done in three. Just try, 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 right? We need another fourth down try, another fourth down try, another fourth down try. You know, and every time it came to that moment and they kind of knew what you were going to do, Kansas City shut them down. This was, this might have been my favorite defensive performance all season from them. The only touchdown they let up was an absolute, even my wife called it at the time, garbage time. Even she knows. She's like, well, that's a garbage time touchdown. I'm like, yeah, this game's over. That's just a late score that means nothing. Well, it's nice to see that you can win in multiple ways. And that has not always been the reality for the Chiefs with Mahomes. In fact, I would argue that more often than not, the reality has been you need him to be great and then hope that your defense can do just enough to win. Now, when you get into the postseason and you're facing Trevor Lawrence or Justin Herbert or Josh Allen or Joe Burrow or Lamar Jackson, oh, wow, every single quarterback in the AFC is a superstar. I don't expect the defense to have performances like they had against Geno Smith, even though, you know, statistically, you could argue Geno's having a better season than some of those guys I just named. It's nice to know that you have multiple pitches. It's nice to know that you have more than one way to win a football game. Nine out of 10 times, you are going to need that Mahomesian effort and him to look like the MVP that he is. But for one game, like that, that could be a, the wild card game, right? That could be a game against Miami or the Jets or the Patriots. I don't know who the seven seed's going to be, but that could be maybe the game where you could use a defensive effort to say, you're not a good team, then we're going to put you away. You're not a good offense. We're not letting you put 17-24 on the board. They were doing that early in the season. And then we saw the defense kind of had have this midseason lull. The last two weeks, I, I know that the Texans game, you look at the final score, the box score, and you say, wow, like you really let the Texans do that? What, they have 3.8 yards per play? Like yeah. a really good defensive performance in a game where your offense you know, gave the ball up a couple times and it was just a, a weird game. This defense, I don't want to like jinx them but it seems like they are sort of trending back in the right direction at the right time. Well, and you know, a couple of things that have plagued the defense didn't there like red zone scoring defense. How many times we bang that drum this year? They've been second to last dead last third to last at different varying points of the season, but near last or last. That's all they've been this entire time. And they stopped, they stopped from scoring and they had to defend a lot of that game. I don't, this is one of those weird stats. You probably didn't back. They were on the field for 73 plays on defense. They had to play a lot of defense in that game. 
because as much as they were holding Seattle down, they were just like running this like, well, what if we got four yards of play a million times over? And Kansas City was just banking on the fact that, well, fine, but eventually you're going to run out of steam on those those drives. And that's what happened over and over and over and over again. And I think that if I'm going to be critical of red zone scoring defense, which between that and turnovers are their single greatest flaws, they got a turnover, which they do not get all the time. And they were great in the red zone on defense. Okay, well, then I get to see when you do those two things well in a game, then you get to cruise to easy victory. So I'm not just like bought back in and saying things are all solved and this is a problem, but that it was at least reassuring, you know, a couple of weeks before the postseason that they're still capable of it. Well, and it's the idea that you don't need to be great. You just need to be average because if we're making a scatter plot of all the defenses in the NFL, right here, are the good ones here, are the good pass defenses here, are the good run defenses, 20 of the 30 teams are going to be sandwiched right in the middle of that X, Y axis, right? Yeah. And you have the Niners up here sort of by themselves and you'll have the, the bears down here all by themselves in the bad defense. You just don't want to be down there in that bottom quadrant, right? You, you don't need to be the Niners. You don't need to be the Ravens. You don't need to be the Patriots. You just need to be good enough because you know, the other side of the ball you're going to have an advantage over every team in the NFL. Just make sure on defense, you're not a liability. And that was the big question coming into the season, right? We can make it about what we've seen this year, but going back to the conversations we had in the preseason, that was the expectation. Don't have to be great. Just don't be a liability. And there were times this season where you said, "Uh, is this defense kind of turning into a liability? I don't think we're asking that right now with two games to go. I'll be the one who's fully bought back in. <laughs> it's good. We need a right we need on positive We're energy. Back. <laughs> We're back. 